0: to Resilient Minds 365, where we discuss the resilient stories of entrepreneurs, professionals, and students with mental illnesses to encourage you to strive, thrive, and live in abundance. I'm your host, Cleone Crawford. Today, guys, we have a little twist of an interview today. Our friend, her name is Michaela Smith, and she actually lives with um, a disorder that is some people think it's a mental illness and some people think it's not. So I wanted to invite her on the show to to let us explore her, her challenge a little further and we'll see what it is. So who is Michaela? Michaela is a coach and an entrepreneur. She loves humans almost as much as she loves dogs, but she loves being outside hiking any time of the day. Karma Coaches is her current business, which is out to connect, create, and transform the world through coaching. She previously owned a pet sitting business for nine years and sold it a couple of years ago. Her favorite ways to meet new people are at grocery stores, networking events, hiking, or anywhere else in the world. So with that said, I now present to you, Michaela Smith. Thank you for being on our show, Michaela.
1: Absolutely. Thank you. I appreciate it.
0: No problem. No problem. So we'll go right into the interview. So tell us more about your profession, uh, Karma Coaches.
1: Yeah. So um, I've obviously been an entrepreneur for a long time now, um, about 12 years. And um, Karma Coaches is to connect coaches to coaches and coaches to clients. And so that's the, the goal and the aspiration. And so what we do is we partner with organizations. We um, provide coaching services to obviously individuals, but also we do that with corporate clients too. So we've got kind of a, a, an entire basket, shall we say, of, of coaching. Lots of coaching. Wow, that's
0: awesome, sounds awesome. cool. Yeah. So what type of coach are you?
1: So I am a meditation coach. And so what I do is I use meditation as a tool for transformation. And um, within that, I've had a meditation practice for about the last 12 years also. Um, and with, with meditation, I use visualization as a tool to use with clients to be able to get from one point to the next point. And using meditation as that consistent tool for ourselves allows for us to be able to see how we wanna move forward.
0: Cool. Very interesting. Okay. So with that said, we're going to dive right into the interview. (laughs) We are going to talk about what is your mental health diagnosis and when were you diagnosed?
1: So for myself, I have um, ADHD and, um, and so I, I was diagnosed in like third grade. So I don't know how old that is. (laughs) <laughs> um, what, seven years old, eight years old? Something I think like so.
0: that? Yeah, something like that.
1: Okay. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I was just always that hyper kid that like was super talkative to every single person in the class, which is really helpful whenever it comes to networking. It's not very helpful whenever it comes to classrooms. Right. And, um, and so I've always been like the type where Uh, teachers didn't have a huge understanding as to how to handle me um, because uh, I could I also had um, or have had whatever that looks like for for people is um, an auditory processing where like I could literally hear anything in the room Mm. and and so in music it's great because you can hear if things are out of tune or not and to be able to know what pitch is there and be able to hear that. And yet again, the teachers had no idea how to handle that. And so um, there's that. And then in about, I think it was about sixth grade, seventh grade, they found out that I was dyslexic because whenever I was um, reading, I, I was a few grades behind in like sixth or seventh grade in, uh, in my reading. And so I, I got a tutor, but it always felt like I was behind on the game. And so, cause like whenever I was in that, I, I would have loved to be able to know like, or have some type of tools to be able to help and support me beyond like a 504 plan or something like that, which is what the schools had Mm -hmm. and still do have too. Um, But the conversation was always that I was somehow behind. And so school was not necessarily the most supportive place um, to consistently go to. My uh, mom had joked at one point, I had graduated high school and she had reminded me Uh, this like once I graduated college which was that the last grade that I had actually liked was kindergarten so like if that gives you kind of a perspective as to school and I just don't always get along
0: (laughs) (laughs) totally get it totally get it wow Okay. So you also mentioned when we were discussing before that you also had a few bouts of depression and um, anxiety. Is that correct?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And so like how that would show up is for myself, I've had a ton of physical, um, I've had a ton of physical health issues for the majority of my life um, Mm -hmm. since I was about five. And so my physical body has uh, just like all kinds of situations where I've just been super sick and or feeling well, but still not like fully there. And so one of the things that I have learned over the last uh, many years is that the depression for myself hit hard whenever my social um, Pieces were not working mm-hmm. in my life. I wasn't eating healthy. I didn't have a friend group in my life that I actually enjoyed. And um, I wasn't feeling connected. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt very separate and felt very different. And so in that type of conversation, what ended up occurring was that I, I would go into that depression. And that hit hard in like high school quite a bit mm-hmm. for me. And um and there are other things going on at like at home that didn't necessarily help and support my own ability to be able to figure out how to regulate my own self. Because <laughs> oh. one 16 year old knows themselves.
0: <laughs> don't do. We don't know anything.
1: No. <laughs> the answer is you don't <laughs> um and so through that what I ended up doing outside of that was that my health in college um I had gotten my gallbladder removed at about 20 and um and they that even the nurses were like what is going on with you and I was like I don't know I just had to get my gallbladder removed apparently and after that that's whenever I did all of this medication Um, and that what I found for myself that's when the anxiety hit even like really intensely for myself Mm -hmm. and um, and what's interesting is that medications can do some really weird things to our nervous system yes I didn't realize that until I like had gone, what is going on with my body? Like, what, why can I not seem to connect? Mm -hmm. And so um, a few years ago, I had a couple seizures and um, through that had found a Chinese medicine doctor. And at that point I was dealing with depression and anxiety at, and it was probably more so anxiety because I just couldn't sleep at all. And so like, it was just like, I was always on and I, like my nervous system couldn't shut up. Um, what I finally got from that was that, that anxiety was like right there mm-hmm. and I need to start handling it. Like actually being present to what was going on in my, in my world. And so I started working with this traditional Chinese medicine doctor and, um, and she helped immensely. And she has helped immensely to the point to where now I am only on traditional Chinese medicine oh. and I am not on any Western medication.
0: Okay. That's good. That's interesting.
1: So that's kind of, I know that's a lot, but I hope that answers the question in a very long winded way.
0: (laughs) It did, it did, (laughs) it did. So um, you kind of answered the second question, but I will see if there's any additions you wanna add to it. So tell us your mental health story of resilience. How did you rise from being, you're going through ADHD you'll have your bouts of depression and anxiety and now you are uh, a coach so how do we go from there to here
1: <laughs> a lot of breakdowns a lot of meltdowns right. <laughs> <That's how>. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> yeah a lot of breakdowns and in two like I'm serious though like a lot of stuff had to happen to get me to this point like a lot of people had to come into my life and teach me like all kinds of different lessons and like have it be able to be messy Mm -hmm. and I think sometimes one of the things that I've seen in life is that it's um, at least my own experience is that it's so easy to um, think that life needs to look a certain way. Yeah, it needs to, because on the outside, looking at other people, it looks like it's perfect. Like everything's perfect. They seem to be perfect. There's nothing wrong with them. And yet... In reality, to me, where messy is, that's usually where the most energy and the most experience is too. Mm -hmm. And uh, so for me, my experience is to be in the messy Mm -hmm. way more so than being in the perfect because uh, I don't know, for me, I've just, I've experienced a lot of messy in the last few years. Okay. And some of it's been like the most incredible, most profound experiences that I could have possibly had mm-hmm. with people. And yet there's also that element of, do I really want to jump into another messy situation? There's always that question for me because that, that resilience and that, that peace for me, resilience is about the jump. Okay. being able to jump into something, jump into a relationship, jump into um, a business, jump into a partnership with another business person, jump into um, a lease, jump into whatever that jumping looks like. Mm -hmm. That experience, that to me is resilience. So um, I have a story to share. Is that okay? Yeah, sure. Oh, okay, cool. Um, So I'm 30 years old. And I have never signed a lease in my life.
0: Never. Okay.
1: I've only done month to month. And so my experience with myself has been month to month. That's what it's looked like. And so I went to um, New Mexico for a few months and then I came back to Colorado. And one of the pieces that I was seeking was home. I hadn't really created that for myself at all. And so, due to other circumstances with past businesses and things like that, and um, and so within that conversation, I was really looking for home, and I thought I found this place. And um, but it was like you know how it's whenever something is at like ninety five percent, and you say yes, but it's not that one hundred percent. Heck yes, this is what I want. Mm-hmm. Um, So that's the way this place was. And so I signed this agreement, but then like things didn't align. It just, it didn't work. And um, so then I ended up finding, and this was like literally two months ago. So this is like very, very recent. Mm. Um, And so I got frustrated because I really wanted to find home that this place didn't work and, And so I was putting it out there that like, I really needed to find this place. And I was trying to let this whole situation go. I was frustrated, I was angry, and I didn't know where I was going to go and what I was doing. I was living out of this hotel and like this whole process, right? Mm -hmm. Not, I mean, like this is messy, fully in my mess, fully not uh, where I wanna be and so i um i then found this apartment and i walked in and i looked around and i went yep okay let's do it and i hopped back into my car i did not drive around the neighborhood to even see what's around and i drove right back to the hotel i applied i got approved i moved in like that weekend and um in the process of that you know i signed a lease for a year and four months Now, for somebody who's never signed a lease, most of the time, most people would go, why didn't you sign it for six months? And and like, wouldn't that make more sense? Mm -hmm. And it probably would. But in the space of being messy, why not create something that is a little bit on the discomfort side to actually be in the space of what it is that I want versus consistently having to look all the time? Because that's what... I had done. I literally moved from place to place month after month for the last like four months. Wow. And so resilience can come in many forms and many fashions. It doesn't just show up in the space of business. It doesn't just show up in relationships or in encourage in relationships or encourage in, in personal life, whatever that looks like with kids or otherwise. But it really shows up in the space of being resilient and in being able to trust, I guess, myself, to be able to know and allow for whatever to show up to show up at the timeframe that it needs to show up.
0: Mm-hmm. Cool, cool, cool. So my next question for you is, what did you have to do to overcome or bounce back from your low points? List all resources that you think are applicable
1: i've had a lot of low points (laughs) uh in the last six months alone i've had quite a bit um i've had a coach okay and um that i meet with on a regular basis and whenever i don't guess what happens Michaela becomes a little crazy (laughs) Uh, (laughs) like seriously
0: um
1: and i use meditation myself like i have my own meditation practice that i have um i typically will just listen to music that it has no words um to it that's just instruments um i let's see here what else have i done oh i eat super healthy that's good. So I eat uh, just fruits and vegetables I don't eat meat and I don't eat dairy and I don't eat wheat due to my own health uh stuff um and no processed foods at all um that's the other thing that I have learned whenever I was younger is I just can't do processed foods
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, that actually just makes my brain feel like it's gonna pop um and let's see here what else Lots of water, exercise every day. Mm -hmm. Um, And if I'm not exercising every day, I notice a difference in my own body. Mm -hmm. Big, big, big difference. Um, And journaling, whenever I really get into a funk, it's whenever I start journaling. Um, That's always been super helpful. Uh, During COVID has not been necessarily the most supportive in being able to um, have, um, connection at the, at the level that I did have, say like a year ago. Um, and so I've had to create new structures for myself to provide the connection that I need. So phone calls, go for walks with people, be able to go outside, um, and maybe go hiking to,
0: um,
1: meet new dogs, always up for meeting new dogs. Um, and so I think on the whole, that's, that those are the tools that I have used. Um, I can't think of anything else beyond that. I I mean, obviously my Chinese herbs, that's a huge thing to keep my physical well-being in a healthy state of, of being and, um, and I guess like regularly, Uh, staying in communication with the people in my life that I love too.
0: Cool, cool. What are three things you wish you had available when you were at your lowest point?
1: At my lowest point? Um, In school, I wish I would have had teachers that um, had listened to what I was dealing with Um, and like actually listened not from the space of needing to be fixed right but from listening from a space of like this is what i'm experiencing in school and i'm frustrated and i want to do well in school but i'm really frustrated <laughs> um because <laughs> i don't know how to do this <laughs> um so that that piece um i also think that um doctors that would have understood like instead of psychiatrists who just want to put me on medications right to actually understand what is it that i'm actually dealing with because what i found for myself is that with a diet change oh my gosh, what a world of a difference it makes for myself. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like I can think clearer and it doesn't mean it's perfect by any stretch. I still have what I call my squirrel moments. Um, and that's okay. But, um, and I have days where that's just what my experience is with myself. Mm -hmm. Um, and so that, that for sure would be a piece. And then um, I think the final piece is just having a, a community or some type of aspect that, that would have um, been able to support like health and well-being and not just yet, I guess yet again, not just the put you on medications and then you're fixed kind of space. Right. It's just putting me on medications doesn't work no me anyway
0: okay yeah it doesn't always work for everyone medication is not always the answer for everybody for every situation sometimes there's some alternative therapies that would actually work best
1: yeah and i wish you know with all the medications i was put on after um i had gotten my gallbladder removed i was told that i would be on those medications for the rest of my life period oh And I just couldn't fathom that. Yes. Like really? Mhm. I got other things to do in life, you guys. <laughs>
0: <laughs> love it, love it, love it. I'm busy.
1: Medication. Not getting...
0: about that life. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs>
0: all right so my next question to you is so what words of hope can you give to our listeners
1: um I think the biggest piece is just to be present to today okay today is all you got and for me whenever I'm in that anxiety or depression space or otherwise I'm either in the future or I'm in the past one of the two and if I re, really get that I have only today, and today is all I got, and if I'm connecting with other people and in that space, um, and reminding myself of the present moment, then that's absolutely the most most important piece.
0: Yes, being present is so important, so powerful, and so important. I mean, yeah, I would say so. That's a really good one. So my next question, we're going to switch things up a little bit. Okay. <laughs> so um, basically this sex segment, we kind of talk about music therapy, because as you can see behind me, there's some books and it's called the music of my life. Yes. So with that said, um, that's where I share my journey with bipolar and how music therapy was very imp- important in my life. Mm-hmm. Well, so my question to you, what type of music do you like? All of it. <laughs> okay, you're one of those eclectic people.
1: <laughs> I love so much, so much different music. Like the more, I I don't know. I just, I absolutely love watching people to experience it. Um, I love seeing whenever somebody else comes alive because the music that's there, mm-hmm. like, you can see it in their body and see how they come alive. Oh, so cool. And um, and I just, I, I've always loved um, classical music, jazz music, big band jazz, rap, R&B, um, like Latin American music, like all of it. It's so, like just everything. It's all so fun.
0: <laughs> yeah, as long as it's fun, that's all you got to do.
1: <laughs> if it makes my butt wiggle, I'm probably doing good. <laughs> that's my rule.
0: <laughs> so that's, a good, that's a good theory there. A, it makes your butt wiggle, then why not? <laughs> okay, so with that said, if you were to think of one song that best yeah. describes your journey, what would it be and why?
1: Um, so there's this song called Catch and Release um it's a deep end remix by matt simon i think and um and he i mean just a song it's just spectacular it just fully encapsulates my entire journey my road for myself and how like being able to go into unknown destinations and to go to places that are just I don't know it's it's going into the unknown and being able to catch that and release it and whether it's at home or whether it's on an adventure some other location it doesn't matter it's all it's all a piece of the unknown and so it's just a beautiful song cool
0: wonderful so with that said how can we stay in touch with you what are your social media handles
1: so LinkedIn is probably the best way (laughs) that's where I'm the busiest how's
0: that yeah that's perfect that's perfect so my next question to you actually well I have no more questions um thank you thank you very much for being a guest on our show um I believe our listeners will definitely find you um interesting and That's okay, cool. really fun. I think it's cool, <laughs> <laughs> and I love that you laugh a lot because that's what I do.
1: <laughs> you have a duo. look out world. Here we are. <laughs>
0: exactly. <laughs> With that said, and to all you resilient minds out there, until next time, please subscribe to us on all our platforms, and don't forget to rate the show and leave a review for us on Apple Podcasts. Also. Join the community of resilient minds and sign up for our monthly newsletter at cleonecrawford.com be sure to grab a copy of my book the music of my life on all amazon marketplaces to get to know me better and then if you can think of one person that will receive value from today's show or connect with michaela um, her testimonial please share it with them feel free to take a screenshot of this week's episode of the podcast and tag us on Instagram. You can (laughs) tag myself at onlycleone or resilientmind365 or you can find our guests on LinkedIn and I will post the link at the bottom. And remember, mental health is not a death sentence. Despite your illness, you can strive, you can thrive and you can live a life of abundance. Until next time, I'm your host and I'm signing off. Let's oh, go.